Welcome to Closer to Venus. I'm Johnny Burke, and today's guest is Dr. Bruce Koloski. He's an internationally recognized leader in the hypnotherapy, motivational psychology, and past life regression disciplines. He's also the author of Your Journey Was Never Meant to End. Today, we will be talking about past and parallel lives, the multiverse, and the possibility of reincarnating into the past. Dr. Bruce, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Johnny. It's a pleasure to be here, as always. Excellent. For those of you that may not have seen Dr. Bruce's first episode, I believe it was number four. Now we're on number 138, I think. So why don't you, for a refresher, tell us how did you find yourself exploring past lives and reincarnation? I grew up in an aviation family on Long Island. I'm going back to the 1950s. My father was a fighter pilot during the Second World War. He was one of these... I guess you call a renaissance man. He was interested in everything. We owned an airport after the war. And he used to use hypnosis to help his students pass the flight exams on hypnosis. And one was a very seminal book. Actually, what brought reincarnation to vast public interest, The Search for Bridie Murphy. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, uh, uh, Maury Bernstein hypnotized a gal, sent her back. She told about a life she lived in 1800s in Ireland. And I asked him about that, and we discussed it. He believed that he was reincarnated as a World War One fighter pilot who went down in flames over France, didn't make it out. I don't know if he was shot down by the Red Baron or not. Then he was a fighter pilot again in the Second World War. That when he survived. I got interested in it and started off doing it, experimenting with my friends and family. I can do this. But what do they say? I jumped out of a plane and built my parachute on the way down. I don't remember. Maybe we didn't talk about the hypnotizing the fighter pilots to pass the exam, but that makes perfect sense. And I'm sure that it's not the only case of using hypnosis in order to pass any type of exam for that matter. After the first interview, I don't know where I got this idea, but I had the urge to ask you, is it possible for someone to reincarnate into the past? Yeah, and I believe it is. I believe it is because the interconnectivity of past, present, and future, that all times are one. And we didn't make this up. A fellow by the name of Albert Einstein believed that. He said the past, present, and future exist simultaneously. And the quantum physicists are beginning to recognize this and do experiments on this, that we think of time in a chronological or a linear sense. If this is the 2020s, we might have lived previously in the early part of the 20th century, and then before that in the 1800s or 1700s, and that your lives proceed chronologically or linearly in that way. But there's many you believe, and I'm one of them, that we kind of jump around. But maybe the next life can be back in the 1500s. That would actually be pretty cool if it was possible. And I've heard the, the idea of... Everything is happening all at once. I remember I interviewed a woman. Her name was Holly Duckworth, and I believe she was a student and perhaps, I guess, an acolyte of Dolores Cannon. And she was saying there are no past lives because they all happen at once. It's as if you could take the scale, like this is, let's say, the Middle Ages, this is the present, and it's basically shifted this way. Hmm. I don't really know how to imagine that, but apparently people that have had those experiences with the past life memories and the near-death experiences, they say the same thing about time. It's not like we know it here. And she's that right. makes sense? I agree with her, but we use that as a term because people can wrap their heads around that. You're not going to change people to think of simultaneous or even parallel lives, although we may discuss it, but 
we humans live in a world that is chronological in order. That's a term that serves as past lives, but it probably really isn't past lives. I read an excellent article only yesterday. It's a synchronistic. This would, would have come about from a Nobel Prize winner from University of Cambridge on how the certain quantum physicists, certain quantum physics experiments might indicate that the present can influence the past on a quantum basis. It's called a retrocausality. Fascinating article. But again, this is happening on a quantum basis. I would think so. And I was just about to ask about that. Past lives versus parallel lives. I've had a variety of people on the show. And we've talked about, in some cases, dreams, where a dream life can present an existence where they experience an environment and people that are familiar, but they've never physically been there. The last time I asked a speaker about that, she said that's most likely a parallel life. Now, in your work, the past life regression and life between lives, which we'll discuss in a moment, have you had any instances of someone describing what sounds like a parallel life? Yeah, all the time. And that's what first introduced me to parallel lives. Parallel lives was a concept that was first introduced by a friend of mine. His name was Dick Sutphin. Dick was one of the big names in this field of reincarnation past life. Dick was before Brian Weiss, let me put it this way. Dick was originally an ad man on Madison Avenue, and he wrote a book, You Were Born Again to Be Together. And in it, he did speak about parallel lives. The theory behind that, between parallel lives, is that I could be living here in Southern California, Huntington Beach, Surf City, USA, but there is also another me, part of my soul, who might be living in Timbuktu, having a lifetime there. Doesn't mean we're the same age, and we could overlap. And this all comes from the concept of the oversoul. And the theory behind the oversoul is that we just don't have one soul. Segments of a larger soul unit. It all comprised Johnny Burke is a part of a soul unit, an oversoul, not to be confused with soul group. So there may be hundreds of soul segments or fragments that one is Johnny right now, other one is Fred over in Liverpool. And I've had this happen actually quite a bit. I'll be dreaming about something and immediately these people are familiar. The place is familiar, but obviously I've never physically been there. And I'm thinking, is this my imagination or, and some of the intuitives will say, more than likely, it's either a past life or, like you just explained, it's a parallel life, which I think is really fascinating. I saw that in my practice, particularly when I used to do seminars, all-day seminars, and I'd take people into several different past life regressions, and they would go back to around the same time period and then after the session, I would discuss it with the group when I'd go around the room, and they say, this is weird, this is odd. They say, well, it was still the 1980s or it was still the 1990s, but then again, it was, it was a different place. But it was me. Much different place. Yeah. What has been your experience, if any, with the multiverse, either with you or with any of your clients? Well, it could be that what we're tapping into, let's say a parallel life, is a life that is ongoing, but in an alternate universe, in a different timeline. The theory is that at the Big Bang, all these timelines branched off, and that each time you make a particular decision, a major decision in your life, that timeline branches off and establishes a new one. And in effect, another universe or a timeline within another universe. 
that could be another explanation for parallel lives, not the oversoul explanation. It would seem to be somewhat connected. It's something that's starting to come up a lot in the interviews. That and ascension and raising our vibration, it's probably a different conversation, but Mm -hmm. they do tend to come up in the same discussions. So in your work, obviously you do the past life regression sessions, which are different from past life readings, or so I'm told. What about the life in between life space? Is it common for readings or not really? No, as a past life regression practitioner, it's not going to happen unless I direct a person towards that. It usually doesn't happen. It could happen spontaneously in the course of a session where a person will find themselves in the in-between state. But that is a separate session. It's called a life between lives or between lives. I think Michael Newton coined the term life between lives. I think he patented the title or copyrighted it. There were other researchers that spoke about our lifetime spent between lifetimes. Some people use the term home, the afterlife. What do you do? There's activities that take place between your death in one lifetime and your birth in the next. In that type of session, which is a very popular one, by the way, the way I do it, I take the people back to the lifetime directly prior to this one. Now, I believe time is not linear. So when I take them back to the last lifetime lived, could be in the 1930s, 1940s. It could be in the 1500s if, if we accept the non-lineality of time. So the last lifetime they lived, brief overview of that life, just to get some good details, and then through the death experience, and then in the in-between state. What happens in the in-between state? They would meet and communicate with their spirit guides, with their soul group, the people that they travel with the souls that they travel with from lifetime to lifetime and interact with them. Whoever you happen to believe, do we come here to learn or we come here just to have experiences and in experiencing we learn? That's another topic, the purpose of that, or even if there is a purpose. And then they interact with their soul group. They interact with their spirit guide. They get kind of, and use the term loosely, report card. This is how you did in this life. This is what you could do better the next time around. They take part in certain activities there. Many believe, and I've seen it in my sessions, they go before highly advanced, I guess in the corporate structure of the universe, they would come right under the chairman of the board. And then there's a council, and we think of them as ascended masters. They no longer need to incarnate. And they're usually in a group. Most of the time, there's like three of them. But I've had the sessions where there's been eight or 12 of them. And the, you go before them. It's usually right before you're ready to come into the next incarnation. And uh, you get to ask them questions. Everybody wants to know what's it all about. You know, What can I be doing? What did I do? Should I have done in that previous life? And since all time is one, they also know what's going on in this life. So what can I be doing better in this life? They may help you plan your coming lifetime, or you could experience yourself planning your coming lifetime with your soul group or whoever you're meant to live it with. You're writing the scripts, like a bunch of script writers get together up in Hollywood, write a script. In a between-life state, you get to see your different choices, because you do have choices. Let's say I want to be a female, a buxom blonde that looks like Marilyn Monroe the next time around. Or maybe I want to be a burly truck driver or whatever. I want to live in this part of the world. And you make plans to do that and who you're going to play these scenes with. Who's going to be in the movie with you, in other words? 
it's amazing that no matter who I ask about this, about the in-between space, the details are obviously going to vary, but the mechanics, like you just said, it's like casting a movie. It happens with every single discussion. You meet your soul group, your soul family, and you made it sound as if they're script writers, and it's almost like someone's your agent and said, you can play this movie or this movie, but the roles available are this, this, and this. Exactly. Well, that's the way it does seem to happen. And you can change the script. We have a friend who's a writer up in L.A. She writes for some of the shows on TV. And a lot of times they'll send her out on location because they're going to do a rewrite right there. So that's why I personally don't believe that everything is predetermined. So I disagree with me. They believe that your life is predestined. I believe that it's like a Hollywood script. It's not set in stone. It's going to follow a certain pattern, but it can be changed. Okay. And I've heard both as well. Yeah. One of the things that came up recently with a medium, and we were talking about the in-between space, she seemed to be under the impression that in order to ascend, we have to take on difficult chores, difficult obstacles, difficult lives in order to ascend to the point where we don't need to come back anymore. Have you seen any instances that would support that, or is that not necessarily true? I don't believe it's necessarily true. I don't know if they have to be so difficult. You may have to fulfill certain tasks. I don't know that they need to be difficult, or they can be difficult, and you can make that choice. I think that we all at some point get to ascend. Some of us may take longer on the evolutionary scale, the soul evolutionary scale, than others. If you look upon it as a learning process, it takes us a little longer. So I got some friends who excelled all eight years in high school. (laughs) (laughs) All eight years. All eight years. So that could be the case. But it takes them a little longer to catch on. But I don't know that it has to, to be difficult. I haven't seen that. I would hope not. It just seems like it's such an unenviable task that you would have to choose a difficult life, like suffering is rewarded with ascension. And obviously in my human life, I'm not going to have proof of that either way, but it's a question that does come up. This is the first time I've heard the life in between life space described as the afterlife. It's like you said, it's the space in between incarnations where we decide if and how we're going to come back. And is it also mandatory that we have to come back? Or can we just say, I've had enough. I never want to go back to Earth again. I want to go to a different planet. I want to hang out with Prince and David Bowie and John Lennon. Just don't send me back to Earth again. I think we have that choice, but I think that we ultimately do choose to come back, to have a certain experience. I think our consciousness can decide, and I never want to see that place again. And then another couple of thousand years, well, you know, let's give it another shot. Because, remember this now, on an evolutionary or the scale of the universe, I had this discussion once with someone who said, why would I choose to come back as an invalid? Why would I choose to come back as incapacitated physically or mentally? I says, you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. Three score and ten years, biblically allotted, 70 years, goes by in the twinkling of an eye like that. You're looking at from the perspective right now, 
But when you look at the whole time frame of eternity, that's nothing. That's nothing. Why do you choose the old saying, no, no pain, no gain? I don't know about you, but how many people really love to go to the gym and subject themselves to intense pain to build their muscle? But they're doing it with an end result in mind. When we speak about experience, the duality thing does come up quite a bit. In order to really understand the murderer, you have to understand the victim. That type of thing. It's a bit complex, just to say the least. Very complex. It is. And in order to understand that, we have to have the dark. In order to see the light, you need dark, right? In order to see the light, you need shade. And in order to understand good, you have to understand evil and so on and so forth. Because if there were no obstacles, it would be a vanilla life and we wouldn't learn anything. Mm. That's what it seems like. So... What else do we need to really know about the life between lives space, or did we pretty much cover what we need to know? I think we pretty much covered it, Johnny, the life between okay. lives space. There are certain commonalities in experience, but they can be different for, for everybody. Time-wise, we think of in Earth years, like between incarnations, someone came up with a figure that is about 60 to 70 years. So that means that for 60 or 70 of those Earth years, you're in some in-between state. In between. But I guess it can happen faster because there have been reported cases, particularly if you look at the work of Ian Stevenson, where the soul seemed to come back around within about a year or two. But these are usually people who misuse the term died before their time. What was their time? They were violently murdered, and they come back again. With your clients, what are some of the experiences that really stick out that would be like a good teaching point for people that want to learn more about this? This is a fairly recent one. And she was molested by both her father and her brother in this life. And we did several different sessions. I did a karma connection session with her, which takes the back to the lifetime that is directly responsible for this particular lifetime. And in the previous life, she was also molested by the same souls, which were then also her father and her brother. So then in the between life state, what she came up with was that she gave them a chance, okay, for them to make things right with her. They didn't take that chance. But that's not on her. She took that on herself this lifetime and suffered intensely because of that. And then just by going through that experience, she was able to release all of that. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So she's not going to let it happen a third time. What are some instances of clients that go back to a past life where they were the bad guy, where they inflicted harm on someone? And how is that related to what they're experiencing in this life? Here's a strange thing about it, I don't call it funny, is that in our culture, particularly the Western culture, we are enamored by crime and punishment. That probably does not exist within the realm of reincarnation. Who are you punishing? Think about it. What are you punishing? You're not punishing the body. The body's gone. So there is no punishment. You may choose, your soul may choose to experience the flip side of the coin. But it's not being made to experience that as a punishment. Unfortunately, in this case, the people who want to see Hitler punished for his myriad crimes, 
maybe that was just something that was part of the movie. Part of the movie as a role. So this particular soul is going to come around this time and be conceived of as the most hated man in history who caused untold misery and harm, but that was just part of the role, that was part of the play. At the same time, there was a whole generation that arose to combat this and brought some very good things into this world, too, spurred on by this particular soul's evil doing. But then again, the soul didn't do the evil. The entity or the person that it became did the evil. So I have seen no indication that souls are inherently good or, or bad. They're neither inherently good or bad, is what you're saying. Yeah, they're not inherently good and they're not inherently bad. They just are. The experience, which, again, goes back to the question about duality, seems to be the most logical explanation, which maybe that was part of the movie, where they have to experience both the dark and the light. Of course, we're never going to know that until we all cross over. <laughs> for the takeaways from this, what are the most important ones for the clients and just for the rest of us who are curious about what really happens to us when we die and what happens next. I think the takeaways of something like this is that we probably have a multitude of choices in the lifetimes that we're going to experience. And I think it all comes down to experience. We get to choose what we wish to experience from lifetime to lifetime. I believe that we can choose to have that experience chronologically in different time frames, if that would suit us. If we resonate with the Roaring Twenties, the 1920s, we, we can get to go back there and, and live it again. That, that would be very interesting. Maybe not as the same person, maybe as a different person. And the experience, doesn't that have a lot to do with how that's going to benefit not only that one soul, but for the soul group as well? Yeah, benefit the soul group again. One of the reasons that people posit uh, about not being able to reincarnate into the past is the fact that then you'd have to get the whole soul group together and to agree on something like this. They have to agree on it. Yeah. Uncle Harry's going to say, no, I've been there, done that. I don't want to go back there again. You go back there again. So then that has to be worked out. So maybe that's where parallel alternate universes come into. Or maybe you get to say, okay, well, Uncle Harry, then I don't need you this time around. You go on your vacation, you go to Jamaica, I'm going to go to Hawaii. And we'll see each other when we get back. Exactly. As an analogy. Well, speaking of analogies, the one that I remember the most was an audiobook that was written by the Long Island Medium. I believe her name is Teresa Caputo. And oh, she said, Caputo, yeah. She said, life is like an episode of Saturday Night Live. Everyone changes characters and costumes, but at the end of the night, everyone hugs. And that's very consistent with what we've been talking about with the movie and the cast and what's available, what roles are available. That's why I said that a soul is neither good nor neither bad. I like to watch old movies. Humphrey Bogart's one of my favorite actors. Bogart has played saints and he's played sinners. But that doesn't mean that was the character who was that. That doesn't mean Bogey was that in real life. All right. Anything else that we should know on the topic? No, I believe we're going to tell people where to reach me. And I have had people say, well, how can I learn how to do this? And I do personally teach this on a one-on-one -on -one basis. I am also in the process of creating, hopefully have this by the end of the end of the summer, a online downloadable on-demand program that people can access and learn how to do this through past life regression. Wow. Okay. I will definitely put that Yep. in the show notes as well. So Dr. Bruce, thanks again for coming back. 
great information as always. Speaking of which, how can our listeners find you online? They're very simply at drkoloski.com. That is D-R-K-A-L-O-S-K-I.com. Excellent. Good stuff. Thanks again. You've been listening to Closer to Venus. I'm Johnny Burke. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing. For more info, go to closertovenus.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.